equation. I don't even know what that means, though. It means talk. Really? It means, yeah. yeah. It's, it's okay. um, very similar to Spanish, so I get it. Oh. What is it in Spanish? Lo Loquas. Sounds <laughs> French. Um, well, it's the Latin root, I guess. We're back with another episode of Awareness to Action Enneagram podcast, and I'm with my loquacious, loquacious, la- yeah, no, no, lackluster, no, no. <laughs> I, it's, <laughs> co-host Maria Jose Munita and Mario Sucora. Um, and today we're doing something just a little bit different. We wanted to um, talk a little bit about what these two are going to be talking about at the IEA Global Conference happening in San Francisco and online, uh, July 20th through the 23rd. We're all excited to be there. Um, Fathoms is going to be there is this as well. Your first, is this your first this conference? This is my have first. You before? This is my wow. oh, really? oh, okay. virgin wow. conference. Yeah. Yes. And I am... When was your first, ex- Mario? <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I think the first one I went to was uh, 2006. In, uh, yeah, and I think it was in Chicago. <laughs> and I've been to every one in the U.S. since, and I've been to a whole bunch of them around the world. So I don't even know how many IEA wow. conferences I've been to at this point. Wow. Okay. And they're always great. Uh, in yeah. case you were wondering, mine was yeah. in 2009. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't wondering, but thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I knew that, so I, I didn't think to ask because I knew it, and I, it wouldn't occur to me to wonder if anybody else wanted to know. So, <laughs> what's the? Uh, it was in the, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. That was so. What? Wow. What an interesting place for a uh, an enneagram <laughs> conference. It was, Gosh. you know, not what one would expect. But but it was actually a great conference there. The, the mm. hotel was beautiful, and uh, and uh, Maria Jose was there. So it was uh, it was a good conference. <laughs> yeah. What 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 was the most memorable conference that you want that you all attended? <gasps> Paris. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to top Paris. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, Paris was, yeah, yeah, that's true. What was that? Two thousand? Was that thirteen? Yeah, yeah. I was oh. president. You had just stepped down. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I could yeah. humiliate you. <laughs> no, some other people did. Yeah, so so great. Yeah, tell go ahead, tell that story, Maria. Jose. that's a that's a funny story. So yeah. he had been president for two years, two thousand eleven and twelve. And then we went to these conference. I think president it was like of the IEA. It was yeah, president, president of, of the IEA. Let's be clear, yeah. 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 So I was president of the IEA in 2013. So it was just my first public event as president, and he was just used to people wanting to get pictures taken with him and be the center yeah. of attention. Yeah. So uh, for two for two years, <laughs> I was a big deal. Yeah. For for yes. two for, yeah, for yeah. two very yeah. short years. Yeah. So in a very we small were, pond, I was a big deal. Yeah. Go ahead. So we were at this conference, and uh, during a break or something like that, um, a few a group approached us, and they wanted a picture taken, but. Um, he, I think, I don't remember. No, the no, details, no, no, no. I mean, they, they, the they came up to you. Yeah, they came up to me. They wanted a picture taken of you. Yes, and yeah. with them, I think. But the funny thing is that they not only didn't want him in the picture, but they asked him to take the picture. <laughs> so that was um, oh, yes. <laughs> what a change for him. What he well, was but the to. funny, <laughs> but the funny thing is, too is is that Maria Jose you know, uh, says to them afterwards, you know, he used to be the president, right? And she, they said, yeah, yeah we know. 
you know, but they, they just couldn't care less. It was like, you know, yeah, he's old news. So he's old news. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Uh, I, I, so can't, we, I can't we, we imagine wanting a picture of anyone in the Enneagram community, honestly. <laughs> well, well, not just a picture of her, everyone. but a picture with her, right? You know, it's, yes. it's not like, Mario Jose, go stand by that wall so we can take your picture. No, no they wanted to, because they were with one of the, uh, you know, the the international affiliates and, you know, it was oh, a big okay, deal. Okay. So, yeah. That reminds me of a story, uh, maybe you've heard it, of like, uh, I guess when she was still alive, Queen of England um, was walking with one of her, like, people. Oh, the bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, The bodyguard yeah, yeah. story, yeah. The bodyguard, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a great and story. The Americans had her take the picture of her bodyguard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they, they ask them, they, they see them and they ask them, have you ever seen the Queen? And the bodyguard says, well, I have. And, you know, and she says, oh, really? And they get all excited and they say, oh, can we take a picture of you? And yeah, right. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's not great. knowing that's that great. she was actually the queen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so the IA conference should be a good time. Um, excited to uh, see all of our tens of listeners and yes. meeting with you and, and whatnot. So, uh, but we wanted to talk about um, critical thinking because this is the thing, if you haven't picked up on this theme already by listening to our podcast, it's something that is very, very, very important uh, to Mario uh, and, and to us, I suppose. <laughs> and um, so where should Not we start? making it our problem would be unbearable. I mean, I don't yeah. think it would be a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get on the bus or get run over. Got it. Um, yeah, so right. what is the purpose of this chat that you are looking to give at the IEA? So the Enneagram comes from a line of people who consider themselves seekers after truth, which is a noble pursuit. We live in a world where it's hard to know what's true. And humans are wired for expediency, for survival, for reproduction, not for finding the truth. And every wisdom tradition tells us that we are not that good at knowing what's true. We're easily fooled. We live in illusion. We live in sin, which is just, a, you know, missing the mark, right? So it's going off track in some way. We see the world as through a glass darkly. And what the Enneagram is all about is helping us navigate that blindness that we have, that sense of illusion about ourselves and about other people. But it doesn't stop there, or it shouldn't stop there. There are other areas in life, some of which overlap with our work about the Enneagram, where it's important to be able to tell what's true and what's not. And the way we do that is by developing specific critical thinking skills or clear thinking skills, which is we prefer to use the term clear thinking because critical thinking has a negative connotation, right? It's, oh, you're just trying to prove what's not true. And to some extent, that's how you get closer to the truth by identifying what's not true. But it's bigger than that. It's not just poking holes in things, but it's getting closer to what is true, to seeing more clearly. Before in history, I mean... It's there were a few sources of information, at least that you had access to. Today, there are overloads of information you get through the internet and so many other ways. Just so much information I get every day. My kids say, Yeah, this is happening with, I don't know, Alaska. And I said, How do you know? Well, I saw it on TikTok. I was like, Okay, then it must be true. I joke. 
they don't like it, but I keep pointing it it out, that how do you know what's true when there's so much around us? And the same applies to the Enneagram. Before, there were just a few teachers. Now, it's just everywhere. And how do you know what's true about so many things about the description of the characters, about the history of the Enneagram, about people that you talk about uh, that's supposed to be a particular type. So having good thinking skills to set apart what is true from what it isn't, or at least get closer to what is probably true, is really important. It, it, it also helps to know what kind of traps we can fall into when we're teaching the Enneagram, when we are thinking about Enneagram theory, right? You know, what, what are sevens really like? Okay. So, for example, it's good to know the tricks of the mind that we can fall into, right? It's good to understand, for example, the importance of confirmation bias, and why confirmation bias can really distort the way we think about the Enneagram. Confirmation bias is seeing the things we expect to see, but not seeing the things we don't expect to see. A well-documented phenomenon, it haunts us all. It's not something we do on purpose, it's just something that happens to us because that's the way the brain works. So if I believe, for example, that Maria Jose is a two, well, I will see evidence of her two-ness because that's what I have wired myself to see or programmed myself to see. But I won't see the things that go against that hypothesis. And I'll miss the point that she's actually a one because I'm just not looking for one stuff because I'm looking for two stuff because that's what fits my hypothesis. I see people fall into this all the time about themselves, about other people. They look for confirmation of their assessments of people rather than disconfirmation because disconfirmation is not natural. Okay. So having these tools makes us much, much better. Fun. Well, it depends on your temperament because I think it's way more fun. I, right? I agree. I think on initially yeah. when people get in, introduced to this, to this sort of like poking holes and things, it's like this seems very negative and boring and right. what am I actually finding here? you're actually finding what's real. But we don't see that initially. Yes, yes. You know, we talked about this on a recent episode when we talked about Popper, right? Karl Popper. And we keep looking for the truth. That's one of the challenges of being a seeker after truth is that you want the answers, right? I want something that can be my scripture to go to. And the Enneagram for some people is that, right? It's this fixed body of ideas that I can now use to make sense of the world and bring myself ease and comfort. That's what humans want. And so what what does that mean? It means we fall into delusions because we put our faith in some body of dogma and dogma always becomes outdated and so we're stuck, right? We can't rely on any one source or even any multiple sources of truth. We can learn from the wisdom of other people. We can learn lessons from people and traditions and you know uh, institutions. 
But the way we get closer to the truth is the acid test of how do I try to prove this untrue, which gets me closer to the truth, because it eliminates illusion. It eliminates error, right? You know, I, to me, this journey, I would say, of understanding how we think and trying to think more clearly has had several implications. But one of them is seeing how my the veils that don't allow me to see clearly. Um, once I identify them and I remove them, allow me to not only think better, but feel better. Like I, my, my, my emotions are somehow sharper or easier to identify. And, and then I can act accordingly in a more effective way. And that improves relationships. So it has different implications. And when we combine the Enneagram, which is kind of the patterns that we have because of our personality with how we think and those mental models that we have that do not always allow us to see see things clearly, it is very powerful. Ignoring that piece, it's just a wasted opportunity, I think. So when we want to grow with the Enneagram without thinking more clearly, we're missing something. So it's the theory of the Enneagram, it's typing, and it's working with the Enneagram where thinking clearly uh, helps. Now, of course, with clear thinking, that it, that can, it can be applied maladaptively. I mean, I, I can see in my own self like we just talked about the subtypes of the four and how there's a sense for fours to find, be in the know of something that no one else does. And I can easily, I see myself slipping into some sort of superiority complex sometimes when someone thinks this and this about this thing or they're, they're mistyped or they're, they believe in some sort of origin that is delusional of some sort um, of the Enneagram and that can easily I can easily slip into superiority and I, I, I imagine with all of all all subtypes they're gonna have some sort of weird motivation but it doesn't have to be that way no I think you need to I mean we all need to combine it with understanding of human nature and that this is normal I mean this is how we think. We don't think clearly naturally. We are biased. Understanding these biases allows us to get closer to what's real. But what's natural is that we don't have clear thinking. So feeling compassion towards ourselves and other people and understanding that it's natural that it is that way, I think it's really required uh, so that it goes together with trying to think clearly. Otherwise, just what's the point? You know, okay, you're right and you are set yourself apart like you're superior to the other people. Well, they will never see what you're seeing. And to me, that that is not what I want to accomplish. And that's why we're doing this session. We want to share tools so that we all have tools to think more clearly. And 
ironically, I'm not seeing myself clearly if I'm using <laughs> clear thinking as a way to find distinction or find some yeah. level of superiority. Right. I'm actually doing the opposite of what I'm trying to accomplish. And and it's not actually clear thinking, right? Because right, right, right. when when you're trapped into that self satisfaction. And, and, and there can be some, look, it can make you feel smart to point out where other people are wrong, right? So there is something about that. There, you can fall into a smugness if you get really good at debunking things, okay? But somebody who is a true clear thinker understands that it's all about evidence, I'm sorry, error elimination, and I'm never done that process, meaning whatever it is I believe today can, should, will be improved at some point in the future. And if it's not, then I'm not doing the hard work of challenging my own assumptions and testing my own beliefs. Okay? So it actually brings with it kind of a humility when it's done in a mature way because I don't have a lot of answers about things. I don't have ultimate answers. I have provisional answers. I have answers that are, you know, perhaps better than other answers at this point, but hopefully those answers will be better in the future. All bodies of knowledge progress, right? We don't believe the same things about anything that we believed 2,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago or 100 years ago. We're always progressing if we're doing our work. And that's what clear thinking's about. Okay, that's what falsification's about. Um, so it's not just debunking for the joy of being superior to those stupid people who believe this or that. It's how do I get closer to the truth in some way? But I have to keep getting closer. Right. And it, that it's the opposite extreme of uh, like conspiracy theorists. Who get who get a high off of yes. quote unquote knowing something no one else knows. Yes. So obviously I am biased, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of great sessions that you can attend at the IEA conference. But I I would but say but this that is the greatest. This is the the abs. <laughs> this is going to be really. This is going to be Don't a really great. It. Be yeah. there. It'll be wild. <laughs> yes, it'll be really really great, and I think it's something that. If we as an Enneagram community are going to actually move forward, um, the, the theme for this for this year is ignite and unite, right? If we're going to do that, then it requires some really, really um, clear thinking and some messy conversations. And we can't have a messy conversation with respect uh, if, if we're not all playing the same game. And so... For the for the people that are trying to choose which sessions they're going to go to, make your pitch. Why should they come? Why is this uh, conversation important? To me, the Enneagram is really, really powerful. But if we keep looking just at the Enneagram, we will not improve enough, I think, or set also our, ourselves apart. I think that adding critical thinking tools or clear thinking tools, uh, it's one of the best compliments to the Enneagram as a source of understanding ourselves, other people, being more effective in the world in general. When I look at the agenda for the conference, a lot of great sessions planned, very heavy on heart stuff, very heavy on somatic body stuff. 
not real heavy on head stuff. And what the Enneagram tells us is there are three centers and not just two. So this is an opportunity for people to sharpen their discernment, which is what the head center is all about, to develop some tools for seeing more clearly. And I'm assuming that anybody who's at the Enneagram conference is there because they want to see themselves more clearly. They want to see other people more clearly. And we're just adding some tools to the toolkit in order to do that. We live in a world that is really struggling around this issue of what is truth, right? People say we live in a post-truth world these days. We're inundated with information everywhere we turn. And like Marie Jose was talking about, people get things off the internet and they say, well, this must be true because somebody said it. There are not the gatekeepers of good thinking today that there used to be. And so we need to develop those skills ourselves. And if you are seeking to grow personally, these tools will help. If you are in some sort of helping role where you help others grow, you will be better at it if you develop some of these tools. So this is all about not who's right or who's wrong about anything particular, but how do we all get more skillful at discerning what is true from what is not? And obviously, I mean, for better or for worse, the gatekeepers are not there anymore, or at least not respected as much anymore. And I think that's, to your point, it's time for us to take response. If we're not going to respect those gatekeepers, again, for better or for worse, uh, right reason, wrong reason, then then we have to do our own work to actually have legitimate, hard conversations, difficult confrontations with ourselves and others on how we see the world and how we interface with it. Yeah. And we need to know what those skills are, right? It's easy to think we have the skills for a particular task if we don't know what the actual real skills for that task are. I always use music as an example because you're a musician, right? So if I never listen to great musicians and if I never learn advanced musical techniques and I just strum on my guitar in my basement, I can convince myself I'm a great guitar player. But if I get out there and start learning how it's really done by people who know what they're talking about, then I understand where I am and what I need to do to grow. Okay, now I'm not suggesting I'm whoever you Creek think is a great guitar player these days, you know, when it comes to, you know, the critical thinking things. But this is an invitation for all of us to start, you know, moving forward and getting better at these things. Continue to move forward, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because it, yeah. it's not like, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. all making efforts to grow Absolutely. and be better at what we're doing. This is just an additional tool that we're inviting yes. you to look at, acquire, or even get better at because you might be familiar with it, but we will yeah. co- further explore this tool. Yeah. Look, I'm assuming that people wouldn't be at the conference if they weren't interested in learning how to better understand the truth. Uh, you, you said that the majority of, as you were looking through the lists of sessions and whatnot, that they seem the majority of them are heart or somatic based, um, but not many head. And I think some people would say that there's a lot of 
there's a lot that it's information. There's a bunch of information being shared, which would fall into the quote unquote head category. So how would you differentiate what you're, what you're talking about? Yeah, many times people think that when we're talking about the head, it's like their inner chat, that it's information only. And what Mario just said about discernment, I think it's the quality of the head that we're looking for here. It's how do we process the information, process the phenomena, and distinguish between what's true, what's useful, what it isn't. And that's what we're talking about. It's not about just thinking a lot, but thinking well. It's not about the content, it's how you interact with the content that we're we're trying yeah. to cultivate. It's exactly right. Exactly right. It's how do I how do I discern? How do I use tools to refine the way I think about things? Not just how do I keep adding new information. And that includes the other centers. And uh, people absolutely. sometimes think that it's kind of isolated, but it isn't. When, and I'll repeat this, but when you think better, you feel better. You can mm-hmm. identify your feelings and then make decisions that are better for you and for other people. I, I've been to a lot of these IEA conferences and they're always fun. They're always interesting. There's always great people to meet there. And I've made a lot of friends over the years at these conferences. So if anybody's going to attend or thinking about attending, I would encourage you to do so. And we'll, we'll all be there and uh, you can come back and tell us everything we're doing wrong on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> feel free to come and come and, you know. Yeah, to be honest, one of the things that I enjoy most about the conference is that is the human interaction more than mm-hmm. the sessions or anything. I think you can acquire those <laughs> that information online, but spending time with people people who are like-minded and have similar interests, it's really fun. And there's a lot of people that I like. I hope that they're still around. Yes. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, and I do hope to see a lot of new faces as well. Mm-hmm. So my challenge to you, dear listener, is uh, be brave enough to come to the, to the session. Uh, I will be there as well. And I won't be up front, but I will yeah. be there heckling from the back. And uh, I encourage you Making to come and at adjectives. least join me in the heckling, um, yeah. if, if nothing else. Let's, Try to stump us. We'll, we'll play. Yeah, we'll, we'll play. Stump the smart Alex who think they're you know <laughs> smarter than everybody. And can you know. God move a rock, <laughs> or can, can God make a rock bigger than He can move? <laughs> um, yes. How do I know that what I see is green is the same as what you see is green? Exactly. Yeah. Philosophy one hundred and one. <laughs> Thank you, dear listener. We hope to see you there. Um, if not. Uh, go ahead and uh, sign up for that. It's going to be live as live stream too, so you can. Yeah, it'll be live stream as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our so session on, will be yeah. perfect. Um, thank you, dear listener. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Awareness to Action Enneagram podcast. If you're interested in more information or talking to Mario, MJ, or myself, feel free to reach out to us through the links in the show notes or by emailing info at awarenesstoaction.com. All episode transcriptions and further information can be found at awarenesstoaction.com slash podcast.